Hey, it's Carrie Robina, host of Dream Builders Podcast, and the lineup for today's show includes a special guest. Her name is Jana Bullard and myself, but Jana comes from corporate America. She left corporate America because of the amazing network marketing industry. She now has a passion of using her story from this industry and the products that she uses to help others see their own hope. She believes wholeheartedly that her story and your story will be the key to unlock someone's prison. Now let's dive in and get inspired with Jana Bullard. You're listening to Dream Builders Podcast, designed to help you build your dream life through network marketing. Here's your host, Carrie Robina. Jana, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of Dream Builders Podcast. It's my pleasure to be here. I am so excited to talk to you today because I was recently at a training at an event in Wichita, Kansas, and you spoke and you completely lit up the room and you lit a fire inside of me. And I am so grateful for you and your time to share with my guests. And since I know a little bit about who you are in your story, um, my listeners may not all be familiar with it. So if you could take a moment just to tell us who Jana Bullard is and uh, a little bit more about you. Carrie, I would be happy to. And so I am a 51-year-old grandmother of four incredible kids, three boys and a, and a girl, not so little. She's 12 now. And I live in a small town in West Texas. I've moved all over the course of time, um, traveling and just living in different towns when I was growing up and then settled here in 1983, have been married for a very, very long time. And uh, we have two grown married kids and I was in banking for a long time. I started out, gosh, back in the eighties and I got to be a teller um, because I had just a little bit of experience previous to going into the bank. So and started for $625 a month. That was a long time ago and stayed in banking for 29 years, grew up within the ranks and ended up in a leadership position covering just different regions within Texas and everything. And then left that two and a half years ago to do singular full-time. And I, you know, love my friends. I love good food. I love travel. I love people. I love the Lord. So that's a little bit about me, Carrie. I absolutely love your story. And it's inspiring to me as someone who's also building a network marketing business. We're in the same organism, same company, um, which we absolutely love. But I find that sometimes people are terrified to talk to people like you who are professionals, who are well advanced in what you're doing at the top of what you're doing. You're at the top of your game and in a leadership position. And so I would love to hear how you decided to go ahead and say yes to network marketing and if there was any sort of mind shift for you going from the corporate banking world to network marketing. Okay, that's a really good question. There was a huge mind shift. And so I'll be very honest, I did not want to do network marketing. It was not my plan. I started as a product user that had a lifetime weight issue and finally found resolution through this. And so my goal was not to be a part of network marketing. I had never done any of it. Not even, you know, when you buy a product and they say, if you're a distributor, you save a a few dollars or if you come in with this package, even though you're not going to use it. 
you it's cheaper and all that kind of stuff. Never wanted no part of doing that. Let me just pay for my products and whatever. And a lot of it was, it was definitely a mindset. I had not seen anything that I felt like was professional. You know, I felt, I saw a lot of things that I felt were real salesy or people that did a multitude of things. And so as a banker, you know, I thought if you stand for, if you stand for everything, you stand for nothing, right? And so I did not have an appetite for it whatsoever. So I truly say it was a God thing that when I fell in love with the products and people, I found that people needed and wanted help and I had a service that would help them. And so it really truly started out with, I just need to, I need to help people because I've found something that actually really works. And I wasn't trying to build a business. I really was not. I was just trying to help people as they needed, as I saw. And that's, that's what I was doing on a daily basis. I will tell you that doesn't not lead to a lot of success. And then after about three months like that, I kind of woke up one day and I thought, okay, in your background, you know, to teach people, to develop people, to meet people's needs. And I was doing the opposite of that by, by not embracing what I had found. And so I made a mind shift where I was like, okay, if you're, you've got this little team now, if you're going to do this, then you're going to need to do the things that will help them. And so I, I thought, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. So I got more involved. I started learning the comp plan, you know, started figuring out why do you, why do you do calls, three-way calls, things like that, which now I, I don't do. We use more of a chat method now, but I just, I started shifting my mind to doing things that would help people because I might could do it. But if I didn't teach it and model it for them, they couldn't do it. And that was my background. Carrie, I understood that, right? I just had mm-hmm. not applied it to network marketing. And then from there, another mind shift that I started to think there are people that need to be able to get their products paid for, or they need a little bit more money in their pocket because I had a background. So I get that. I know the stats are real. I, I know the stats very well. And so my mind shifted to, I have to share with people that they could do this if they so desire as a business, as an income. I don't like the word business. I don't, I don't like that. I prefer if they want to put some extra cash into their budget, which is a real everyday thing, then this is something that they should look at at least to stay on product. You know, it's hard to lose a hundred pounds if you can't stay on product because you're spending your money on other things and you don't have any additional income coming in. And then I made a final shift right at a year ago when we were in Grapevine, Texas. And I just, I just really saw the power of the stories. And there were, there were certain stories that really jumped out to mind, to me. And Tom Gillis was one of them. And then going on to Russ to close out. And even our, our featured speaker, Amberly, I believe was her name. And at that point in time, I made the final shift, Carrie, and my final shift, which you heard a little bit of that when I was in Kansas, comes from, I cannot lay my head down at night and know what I have found in this company in more than the compensation plan, in the integrity, in the care, in the passion, in the what we can do that no one else can do, and the incredible people that we get to do it with. I can't lay my head down at night and leave anyone out of that. So my, my mentality has shifted now to everybody gets the invite. If you don't want to be a part of such an incredible culture and an incredible company with the best hearts I've ever met in my life, 
that is absolutely fine, but that's on you. The invitation's still there. And so that was what I would say my final mind shift that this is so much more and I will not leave people out of it. That is amazing. And I love that perspective. And isn't this just a journey of growing and and learning and readjusting our sales. And as we have more and more revelation on how we can help people, and it is a way, a place where everybody is welcome at the table. Everyone has a spot. And I know in my own business, Jana, that I was struggling sometimes with feeling guilty of sharing the business opportunity with people because I didn't want people to think I was trying to sell them something. And I realize now that is a mind thing. That's a personal issue. And have you, have you run into that with your team or other people that you're helping and how do you help them overcome it? I think it's going to help all of us. I see that often. And I think one reason that I can peg that so quickly, Carrie, is that was one of my original mindsets. That was one of the things that kept me from sharing early on until I started to think, okay, people really do, they need income. So it's not fair that you don't share. But before that, I mean, I would not say anything. And if I got on the phone with somebody else, I was like, please, 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 please don't say anything about being a distributor because I was implying corporate America mindset, which means you come to work for me. I'm the boss. I make the money. You do the work. That is not what network marketing is, especially if you're with a good company with a generous comp plan that has no ceiling and no max like ours. So it's that mindset. People feel like they are hiring somebody to do the work for them. And that's just, that is a boss employee mindset. And it comes from how most people are making their money and very closed mindedness. And so I get that. And so when I see that, a few things that I, I pick up on are people saying, now this is an this is an MLM or network marketing. Like I don't want to sell anything. I just I just need to lose some weight. I don't have to, do I? Or somebody that may say, "Hey, I'm going to drop you in. We're going to visit with my friend Carrie, but she's already got a really good job and, you know, so let's let's not say anything about that." So there's, you know, a, there's a few different clues that people can give you or Maybe when you say, have you, have you told your very, very best friends about this? The people that you would want to sit on the beach or the people that if you were going to build a, a lash place or a scrapbook place or a tattoo parlor, whatever your passion is, if you were going to open those doors, you would say, oh my gosh, you're incredible. You should do this with me. Have you, have you had conversations with them? And when you see those red flags, then you know they're coming from a hate to ask somebody to make me money mentality, corporate America mentality. And so I'm just, I'm very honest with people when I see those things. And I say very much like what I said before, you can do what you want to with this, but I have a 29 year banking background. It is not right for me to not educate you and then I have a passion. So it's not fair for me to say, oh, goody, goody, gun drops. Look, this is what I found. And these people I adore, but you are not worthy to step through. Mm-hmm. You go sit at the table by yourself. We're going to come over here and play and have a good time. You're not welcome. And you just, so you just have to help people see. And I use a, a phrase, <clears throat> which you've heard before, Carrie, that your story could be the key that unlocks somebody's prison. This is not about asking somebody to make money for you. This is about what about their prison? What about their beyond the weight loss, beyond the wellness, beyond the things that they can't do with their family, 
because of just their poor immune system or because of the infrastructure struggles that they have going on inside their body, even if they're thin, the things that are keeping them from living their life. Fast forward to, I have a banking background. People are in debt. People do not love their jobs. People have a lot of concerns about not moving forward not being paid a fair wage, being told that they can't take off at three o'clock to go to a, a kid's event, even though they never ask off. And so when you think about that, you're not asking somebody to work for you. You're asking somebody to lock arms with you. And so you, you've got to give people that, do you realize this is what we're saying? You know, the other thing is, even if you want to take it in the perspective of, you know, working like corporate America or having a job, if there was an opening, are you not more likely to make application if somebody taps you on the shoulder and says, Carrie, you know, oh my gosh, I just saw, I see so many fabulous things in you. You're a great leader. I've loved working with you. You know, people look up to you. I would want you to do this with me because of blah, 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 blah. We're still great friends. If not, we still have a great, um, you know, respect for each other in the town or in the state or whatever, but I never want you to doubt that I would want you to do this with me and be at my side. And so a lot of it is just helping paint the picture of what we're asking them or what we're offering them is so much different than what's going on in your head. That's perfect. I absolutely love that in calling somebody out and calling the greatness in them out. And I loved that in your training. And it really spoke to me of how many, how often are people really encouraged in their jobs and in their work anyway? My guess would be, and with my experience, not often. And when you see those values and you see the qualities in somebody that you know, calling them up to a higher place and a higher position and to lock arms with them. I think that that is a brilliant way to talk to people. And also I love that saying too, that you often share of your story could be the key that locks, unlocks someone else's prison. I was in a prison myself, Janet, when I got started. And if Lacey had never shared with me about this, who knows where I would be? And she could have easily looked at me and and kept me in my prison because it was pretty visible that I was in one. I was sick. My husband had lost his job. And if she had assumed that I wouldn't want to do it because of all these circumstances around me, my life would not have been changed. I wouldn't have been able to help other people as well. So thank you for, yeah, for sharing that aspect as well. And talking about the story, you are wonderful with words and painting pictures for us. There is a power in all of our stories and sometimes we're afraid to tell it. Jana, would you share with us some ways that you uh, help your team and how you personally have people share their story with other people? I would be happy to, Carrie. So some of the things, it's about thinking about where you were before and, and where you're at now. And, you know, and so before I found this, I was overweight. I had never been able to succeed. I did not feel good. I had lots of health issues that were going on that nothing had ever helped me resolve, no matter whether I was on the roller coaster or the yo-yo diet or anything. You know, I also had a banking background, but because of different things that happened in life outside of our control and maybe some within, we had to make decisions just like everybody else did in how we were going to spend our money or how much debt we were going to have in order to row, row, row that boat. 
And so I was struggling with my, with my weight. I was struggling with my wellness. I was struggling with my finances. I was at a place with my job where I felt like I could do it in my sleep. And, but I wasn't willing to move and leave my family behind to go in, to, in pursuit of the almighty corporate dollar. And so that's how I was living. And here I, I just start this product in order to get some weight off. Didn't even think the product would work. Didn't even open it for two months because I am a Gen X, super skeptical and in banking, uber skeptical, right? Because I've seen too much checks in the mail and all that kind of stuff. So it can make you very, very, very cynical, not just skeptical. And so, but then after that, I found weight loss that I'd never been able to find that I could maintain it, lost 46 pounds in five months and have kept it up for over four years. I found wellness that I never dreamt of. So I don't lay on the bed. I don't avoid things. I don't have to cancel things anymore because my health now at 51 years old, again, proud grandmother, let's go ahead and be (laughs) clear on that again, Kendall Keaton, Casey and Caden. And so I I no longer have to struggle with that. I don't have to tell people that I can't go out, can't go to a happy hour or I can't do something because I'm in the bed. I also don't have to avoid those things because I don't want to be the big one anymore, you know? And then you fast forward into because of sharing my story, not only do we not have any debt, not only do I get to work from my home and it's drizzly today and I didn't have to get in my car and go somewhere, I get to work with people that are like-minded and I don't have to beg the best of the worst that made it through HR. You know, I've gotten to bless people in our community. I've gotten to bless people in our family. I've gotten to bless my mother with a home because our compensation plan is good. Our company is good. We do good work. I treat people well. And so do, do people understand what they had before and then what they have now, even if it's just you know, I'm on day three. I had a, a lady not too long ago. She said, I'm on day three and I didn't have to lay down to unzip my pants. I mean, to zip my pants up. I've been trying to live in yoga pants for years. She was on day three, Carrie. That's a huge story, but that's a visual. I remember the times that I've done everything I could do to squeeze in a pair of pants. But I also think about the day the lady texts me. Her name's Jenna. And she said, I owe you everything. And I said, baby, you don't owe me anything. You're the one that's taking the steps to do what I, what the simple steps I gave you. And she said, no, I had no money in my account and my daughter's sick today. I would have had no way to take her to the doctor. And so just imagine before I would not have been able to take my daughter to the doctor, but because I shared my story, we get paid every day. Money came today. And guess what? My daughter's going to the doctor. That's how you craft a story. Not by talking about your product, not by talking about your box. They want the pain point that they have in life. And then they want the solution or what it looks like once you do it. And you've got to be able to connect to that. And it has to be those value words. I liken it to banking and interest rate is nothing. It's what's keeping you up not about the payment that you're making that makes you make a change. Wow. And those are, you're using descriptors and focusing on the benefits rather than the features. And I know that was one of my stumbling blocks when I got started was so much focusing on the features of what we had, because I felt like I needed to memorize everything about every single ingredient and product. And I was passionate and I was learning because I had a health need, but that's really not what people connected to. I found that most people could really care less what's in the ingredients 
unless, you know, they have some sort of allergy or something like that. And they care more about what it's going to do for them and how it's going to change their life. Thank you for sharing some of those keywords with us. Is there, is that lingo that is just natural for you or do you have any resources that, that you use for pulling those power words or is that just something that's inside of you? Well, a lot of it comes from my background and I was, that was just, that was basically what I did for a living was I helped people assess where they were at, whether that was with their development or whether it was with their finances, whether we're talking a team member or when I was customer facing, I spent about 17 years customer facing in management, some of that, of course. And then I spent about 15 years working on teaching leaders how to be leaders. Right. And so some of that, um, is, is learned. From, from that. But then, you know, almost anything that you listen to really talks about building customer relationships, asking the questions. And at the end of the day, God gave us all two ears and one ma- mouth. Use them in that portion and things will work out really, really well. We always need to be in an environment of seek to understand. That means we ask questions and then we listen. But there are a couple of things, just leader things, leadership things that I love to carry. Um, situational leadership um, really, really helped me a lot. That was a, that was a big one. And then understanding people's personalities, you know? And so if it's somebody that's more direct, like, do you understand? But honestly, the best advice that I can give you is do what your leader does. Don't try to go out and find something fancy or something that's the newest thing to teach you how to do network marketing. What I do and what I teach my people to do is why are you going to ask, ask somebody that's not doing it? Why don't you just do what I'm doing? I've earned a million dollars, right? Why don't you just do what, I, what I'm doing, right? And keep it. And so that's usually my best advice. And then you put those things together. You get those ride or dies and you brainstorm on things and you make sure that your team has the very, very best. And so that is usually my best advice on learning is keep it simple do what you're do what your successful upline is doing if you're in network marketing or network marketing or multi-level marketing. Um, but I do love some things like that because situational leadership was probably one of my favorite things because that's where I learned not necessarily power words, but I learned how people learn. And that means a new person is super, super excited, but they don't know what to do. You have to be very directional with them. And people correlate directional with bossy, Carrie. And that's not the same thing. I am new. I am a new mechanic. How am I supposed to know how to build a car if you don't teach me how to build one, right? And so, and I trust me, I'm not going to be building cars anytime soon. So that was (laughs) way, way out there, right? But you have to be super, super directional. Otherwise, they move into that next category where they're no longer excited and they're just lost and confused. And now they're they're just in dismay. And so now you've got to re-engage somebody that has lost engagement. They lost engagement because you were not directional with them and you did not give them the baby steps of what to do. And so that is a real thing. And you can apply that to absolutely anything that you do in life. And it works very, very well because without duplication, network marketing is just another (laughs) J-O-B, you know, (laughs) and it's really hard to build residual, residual income without it. And so from there, people get good. And that's where it's like, now you go run your team. You don't need me to run your team. I showed you how to do it. You go run your team. You go run your team. And now I become a sounding board. I become a cheerleader. I become a let's let's round table and brainstorm for the greater good 
but I'm not every day having to go, okay, Carrie, remember we're going to do A, B, C, and D, right? If you will take people through that model, that learning model, if you will, they will absolutely soar and you will not be trying to be in charge of a huge team. They're not your team anymore. You're building little mini teams. That's perfect. And I remember when I first got started, Jana, is I did not understand the whole concept of situational leadership. And I feel like I, and even the importance of keeping it simple. That's one thing that I've learned from you is those important little baby steps. And I was trying to teach people in the beginning out of a fire hose and they weren't ready to drink out of the fire hose. I mean, you think of a little baby, you give them a bottle to drink. You don't give them the whole cup to drink all at once. And now I have learned to go back to the basics and help people step by step by step and breaking it down because I found when they're confused and they don't know what to do, then they do nothing. That is exactly right. And it's common. It re- it really is common, Carrie. Lots of times, even when there is a bit of a process in place that we're so excited, we just go off and go rogue. Also, people have a tendency to think that they know better. How would you know better when something's new to you? They either bring the mentality from their job, which is not the same, or sometimes they'll bring the mentality from a different company or maybe maybe a different based on how their pay structure is. And direct sales is not the same as network marketing. And so lots of times people will bring those opinions and biases in. And even though there's something there, it takes them a minute to just get humble and go, okay, maybe, maybe I don't want to do it the way I think. Maybe I don't want to recreate the wheel. One of the worst things people can do is spend all of their precious time recreating the wheel. Yeah. I'm raising my hand right now, sister. That was me for a while in the middle of my business, just trying to reinvent the wheel. And it's going back to the basics, going back to how the simple steps of when I first started and guess what? gaining traction. So um, it's so important to do that. And thank you for reminding um, us of that today. And before I let you go today, Jana, is there one last word of wisdom that you would have for my listeners today? So my, my very, 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 very best advice is consistency. What I see in people that don't, don't make it or give up too soon, or are putting out the wrong vibe. And like going back to what I said about my opinion of network marketing before, honestly, it went back to their consistency. I mean, seriously, you're selling everything. So consistency builds momentum. Consistency builds credibility. Consistency builds your 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 ability to execute. You, you can't become good at something without some consistency. The old adage of what's not used waste away is really true. And so consistency is typically the most, the biggest thing that's standing in people's way. They hopscotch too much, or they're always looking for a silver bullet, a magic bullet, and they abandon the consistency of the day-to-day activities in efforts to find the pot at the end of the rainbow, oddly enough, today. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are recording this on March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day. Yes. 
I absolutely love that. And consistency is definitely super important in all things in the day-to-day of our business and in the way that we present ourselves too. And it helps us in all areas of our life. Well, Jana, thank you so much. You are over a million dollar earner with, um, with the company and you are a, a strong voice of leadership. And I thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you for the invite, Carrie. I've enjoyed being your guest and it was so nice to see you face to face not too long ago in Kansas. I can't wait till I see you again. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Dream Builders podcast with Carrie Robina. Subscribe or follow Dream Builders wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to share this episode with the Dream Builder in your life.